One week away from night one of the NFL draft in round number one. Next Thursday, the 27th. Welcome back. We're Grant and Danny. You're listening to The Fan in D.C. on our flagship 106.7 and in Richmond. AM 910, FM 105.1. Wherever you're at, thank you for checking out the show. Coast to Coast, the Odyssey app makes that available out of market as well. Always free. You can listen live. You can pause and rewind or podcast us. Divide it into chapters. It's a pretty cool way to listen to the show. We're joined now by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Balding. Our insider calls are presented by the Odyssey NFL Draft Show. Join Baldy and Lockenfora on the first night of the draft for an inside scoop on all the best prospects. It all starts Thursday, April 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern on the free Odyssey app. Brian, I appreciate the time. Me and Danny here with you. How are you, bud? I'm doing great, guys. It's good to be with you. It's like... Like you said at the uh, preview here, we're a week away, and we're all kind of chomping at the bit about how this thing is going to fall starting next Thursday night. Where's the biggest mystery to you, Ball? Do you just think it's inside the top ten where you have no idea what they're going to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the biggest mystery right now is what's, you know, where is Anthony Richardson going to go? And is he going to go in the top ten? And is somebody going to trade to go get him? Um, you know, I mean, you could look at all these mock drafts, but – you know, a, a colleague of mine, Maurice Jones-Drew, had Anthony Richardson going number one to Carolina. I don't think that's going to happen. It might be time just to mock the mock. But, I mean, he's a, he's a mystery, but I don't think anybody really knows. Who wants to get out of the top ten? Does Arizona want to get out of there and just acquire more picks? Uh, this sounds like a, a real possibility uh, if somebody really wants to get up to number three. So, I think there's going to be trades. I think there's going to be some movement and and then there's B. John Robinson and just, you know, where does he go? Does he go to Philadelphia at 10 and put just, you know, maybe the best running back behind the best offensive line with uh, the wealthiest quarterback in the league and see if they can go, you know, run this, uh, run this division back again. Why is there so much volatility in Anthony Richardson projection? No, just because of the lack of playing time at that position. Uh, you know, we saw Brock Purdy, you know, light the league up the last eight straight games of the season last year, but he played 47 games and started 47 games at Iowa State. You know, and Kenny Pickett played 50 games at Pitt. And so when you only start 13 games, there's just not much of a sample size um, that you can really build upon outside of his great athletic ability. And so that's what polarizes teams. He just hasn't played a lot of football. And we know that if you're going to get your experience in the NFL at that position, you're generally not going to win very many games. Well, I always like to ask folks, you know, who really know the game and, 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 and what it takes like yourself questions like this, not necessarily the best player for you. Who's your favorite player in this draft? Devin Witherspoon. I think Witherspoon, I, I just haven't seen a, a corner hit like that. Like just with that kind of violence. Um, and then at the same time can read routes the way, uh, Stephon Gilmore can read a route. Like he just, he just looks different than every other corner in this draft. The way that he plays the game and approaches the game, and so he's been my favorite player just because I haven't seen. You know, he's a combination. He's not as big or strong as Darrell Revis, and he's not a Hall of Famer yet like Ronnie Lott was. But he looks like a mix of those two guys the way he plays the game. Wow, Brian Bolding are on Grant and Danny Witherspoon. By the way, corner from Illinois. 
mocked quite frequently now in the back end of the top 10. Probably not going to be available for Washington at 16. And then Anthony Richardson, who has been addressing the quarterback from Florida, we see him going as high as you know the 2-4 to four range with the Texans, the Cardinals, and the Colts uh, in that mix. So tell us this, Baldy. It seems like Young won to Carolina, Bryce Young from Alabama, and then Stroud 2 to Houston is the chalk everyone's expecting, and the draft starts at number 3 with Arizona maybe moving back or taking a defensive player there. Is that how you see the top of the board going right now? Unless Houston isn't in love with C.J. Stroud at that pick and they could trade with Indianapolis and acquire more, they have 12 picks, which is a lot. I don't know how many more you can handle than that. But, you know, there's there's a team that's being rebuilt. I don't know what they feel about C.J. Stroud. I don't know that anybody does. I haven't heard much from Nick Casario about it. But if you want to say the quarterbacks go one, two, then yes. The draft starts with Arizona at three. And does Indianapolis feel a need to get to that three spot to make sure that they can get maybe the third best quarterback or if Houston doesn't take one, the second best quarterback? Um, I think that's a real possibility. And does Seattle, does Seattle pass on if Jalen Carter is available? Um, and that, that would be a real mystery to me why they would pass on a player that has that type of ability um, and a team that needs that type of ability in the middle of that defense. The Seahawks have the fifth and the 20th picks in the first round. Carter, of course, is the brilliant defensive tackle from Georgia, who might be the best defensive player in the country, but who's dealt with some off-the-field questions after a a tragedy uh, within that program. So let's say it's quarterback, quarterback, one-two, Baldy. Young and Stroud are off the board. Cardinals are trying to trade back at three. You mentioned the Colts coming up one pick to get their guy. Who else might trade up for a quarterback? Like, if I was to tell you the Colts stay put, but the Cardinals trade out, and someone leapfrogs Indy to get a QB, which teams are we looking at? Well, I think Tennessee's a candidate to do it, for sure. Um, You know, I mean, you could say Ryan Tannehill is entrenched, and he might be. He's coming off a terrible ankle injury uh, that put him on the shelf the last three or four games of the season. they got a new offense coordinator, maybe a new way of doing things. Uh, I don't think anybody feels like Malik Willis is anywhere near close to being ready to go compete for a job after what he did out there and getting beat by Josh Dobbs, you know, at the end of the season, who was, you know, literally on the street and he came in there and started the last couple of games for him. So I would say Tennessee would be a likely team to move up there. And we just don't know what the Raiders are thinking right now. And could they be a team, you know, knowing that, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history and Brian Hoyer, who's there is really a backup quarterback. Like, those are two teams that might be interested in in making sure they can get a quarterback that they covet. Baldy, give me, maybe outside of Anthony Richardson here, give me a couple boomer bust guys that are going to make someone look either really smart or really dumb. Well, I, I think you could look at, say, a guy like Quinton Johnston, um, you know, who looks like a, a real ex-receiver in this draft. And will probably get taken in the first round. But we've seen a lot of receivers taking the first round that were busts. Um, you know, I mean, I could. You, we all know who a lot of the names are. But, you know, this is a guy that really is a go-route guy, a jump ball guy, but, you know, doesn't have the greatest hands in the world. 
And so generally those guys are kind of boom or bust, even though, you know, he's big and he's fast. Uh, you know, could that be a guy? Um, I think Washington drafted a guy from TCU, you know, a decade ago that was in that category that never panned out. Um, and not putting it on TCU wide receivers, but, you know, that's a guy I think that, you know, could Kalijah Kansi be a boomer bust guy? Like, you know, is he more Ed Oliver than he is Aaron Donald? Probably, but he's going to get taken in the first round. Some people just think those arms are too short, two inches shorter than Aaron Donald's to be effective against the monsters he has to deal with, uh, you know, at the NFL level. So those guys, Anthony Richardson, could he certainly be a boomer bust? Like, I think he falls in that category. Brian Baldinger with us. Our Odyssey NFL insider will be anchoring our draft coverage. Let's get to business picking up here in D.C. Pick number 16. Washington's on the clock. What do you think makes sense for them? What should they be hoping happens in front of them? Uh, Give us an outline of, of some of their needs as you see them and how it could work with this board. Well, you know, they can line up tomorrow and they can start five offensive linemen. You know, you can, you know, they, they signed Andrew Wiley in free agency and Charles Leno has been there with Cornelius Lucas as his backup. Um, they're all there. You can line up with those guys. You've added Nick Gates, you know, as uh, competition to chase, you know, at center. But, you know, could you upgrade that position? Those guys in the draft, they would upgrade left or right tackle or center you know, in this draft. I mean, there's not many Joe Tipmans around um, coming out of Wisconsin. So, you know, could you upgrade the offensive line there? Could you upgrade the tight end position? Logan Thomas is there. I think John Bates is still there. Like, there's tight ends in this draft. Dalton Kincaid. Upgrade that position and have a much better offense and help out Sam Howell or, you know, depending on Jacoby Brissett, help out your quarterback position. Like, those – those players, you know, tackle or tight end, look like you could upgrade if B. John Robinson was available at 15 or 16, I'm sorry. Um, would he be a good compliment or would Brian Robinson be a good compliment to B. John Robinson? Uh, you know that Chico wants to run the football. Um, he helps you run the football a lot. He gets past Philadelphia at 10. So, I mean, those would be some intriguing picks right now. Defensively, I feel like they've plugged a lot of holes. Um, it's not a great linebacker draft. They've got four number one draft picks in their defensive line, but there's a lot of good corners in this draft. And so could you upgrade the cornerback position, St. Juice or, you know, Fuller or whatever you like? Could you upgrade the, that position? Like, although you upgraded with that 16th pick. Brian Baldinger with us here. All oh, great, and Danny. Baldy, what have you made of Washington's offseason? With Sam Howell, or, and then Brissett by extension, you're not real expensive a quarterback, so that should be, you know, let's have a bonanza. Let's go fill in around him, and it's been a couple of guys that you mentioned, Andrew Wiley and Nick Gates. Nothing wrong with those guys, but it's not exactly trading for A.J. Brown like Philadelphia did kind of a year ago at this point. Do you expect Washington to maybe make more of a splasher than we're considering? And just kind of in general, what have you thought about this offseason? Uh, you know, it seems like it's been pretty quiet. Um, you know, just the fact that they're so entrenched, seemingly, with Sam Howell. Now, look, they drafted him. They saw him in practice every day in the meetings. They saw him start a game. But, you know, you're going to the division with the highest-priced quarterback 
in football right now and a guy that took the team to the Super Bowl in Jalen Hurts. We, we kind of know what Dak is in Dallas and what Dallas thinks about Dak. You know, and the Giants just, you know, basically gave Daniel Jones a new contract. So you're competing in that division against those guys, and Daniel Jones won a playoff game last year. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just kind of a head-scratcher that they're so in love with Sam Howell, knowing what, what it takes to win in this, you know, in this league and especially in this division right now. Baldy, I want to talk tight ends with you for a second. You mentioned the possibility of going that route at 16. I love it. I don't get the sense much of the fan base loves that idea. I think it's a need for them to help Sam Howell out. But I'm wondering about the depth in this class. We've heard so much about how many good tight ends there are, this idea that they can wait and get a contributor a couple rounds later. So I guess my question would be, is Kincaid special? Is Mayer from Notre Dame you know, an impact guy? Are those guys so good that, there's a huge gap between what you get out of them at 16 and maybe if you go that route in the third round with a contributor type. Yeah, you know, I think that's a great question. And I do think Kincaid is special. Like, he just, the way that he runs routes, the way that he plays football, like he can't compare anybody to, you know, Travis Kelsey. It's not fair. But, you know, when you watch him run and you watch him run routes, that's kind of who he reminds you of. Now, Kelsey is on a different planet, and I don't want to compare any rookie to what he's done over the last eight years. But that's kind of how he runs. He's a big guy that runs really well, got a big range, can go up and get the football, and he, you know, he runs like a wide receiver. And you know, like that, those guys really smooth, really smooth in and out of breaks, and you know, just the way that he sets guys up, the way that he attacks, like he looks different. Then every I know they say it's a great tight end class, and I think it is. But he looks different than all the other guys. Now, is he going to be, you know, blocking, you know, this the strong side defensive end? Probably not. But you know, he's your classic flex tight end that everybody seems to a lot of offenses seems to really covet this league. Baldy, super quick. We were talking about this earlier. Any chance Will Levis falls out of the top ten? Yeah, yeah. I think there's the possibility of that. I, you know, I, I think that he's he's all over the place right now. People that come at quarterbacks right now in this draft, there's probably seven or eight teams that are looking at quarterbacks, but I think there's a chance he could fall out for sure. Wow. Baldy, thank you. We know you're busy. We'll be listening on draft night, buddy. Okay, my pleasure, guys. All the best. Be Talk good. To you soon. Thank you, sir. Just a stud. Nobody studies the film like he does. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls presented by the draft show on Odyssey. Join Baldinger and Jason LaConfora. First night of the draft for an inside scoop on all the top prospects. It starts Thursday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern on your Odyssey app.